0: The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits. Powered by Protus Global. Hello, everyone. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Thank you for being with us today. Before my next guest came to the cannabis industry, he ran one of America's largest beverage alcohol distributors with a presence in virtually every market in the Western United States. Uh, The distributing top spirit brands, what we had, Diageo, we had Bacardi, We had Constellation Brands. We had Jose Cuervo, some of the world's best-known, most-served products, and many others. He now serves as the president of the Tinley Beverage Company, which manufactures the Tinley Tonics, Tinley 27, and the Hemplify line of cannabis and hemp CBD beverages. I want you all to welcome... My friend Rick Gillis. Rick, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic. Ver Davis. Good <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> I'm here in, uh, at the home of the Tinley Beverage Company's uh, manufacturing facility in Long Beach, California. So,
0: oh, think I think that's that's awesome.
1: Of, got a lot of stainless steel behind me.
0: You do, and we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to really talk about that. As it is a magnificent facility. Inside, I I am am well aware when you started this project and uh, and it's come to fruition. And it's some really seems like every week there's some new and exciting news coming out of out of Long Beach, California with with you guys. So I'm I'm really excited about that. You know what, Rick? I was just thinking the other day when when we you and I decided to have this chat. Is when did we meet and how did we, how did we get acquainted, and when was that? Do you remember?
1: Goodness, it was uh, it was over twenty years ago, Vern. I know that. That <laughs> it was probably you uh, connecting with me and looking for candidates for a search you may have been on, trying to place the, a high-level candidate one of your clients
0: yeah so it was almost 20 years ago when we first connected then there was a gap and then uh I was working on placing someone that gave you as a reference to me you remember that Saul remember
1: that I do indeed yeah
0: yeah yeah and that that was 11 years ago that was about ten or eleven years ago. Well, it was two thousand eleven, so I guess that was ten years ago. Correct. Uh, when when that occurred, and then since then, you and I've had this regular cadence every for the last ten years. You and I've had this regular cadence of conversation, working together, whatever. We've 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 done a. We've, we've done a lot together. It's been great. You've built a
1: nice friendship over yeah. the years. I've enjoyed our catch-ups. I don't think we ever let a quarter go by without <laughs> checking in on what's happening and so on and so forth. But It, it has been. Thoroughly. I yes. consider you a, a dear friend.
0: It, it was the same, man. The, the same. It's, 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 it's been crazy. and The most fun I've had with you, though, I, and I will just be totally transparent, is just, uh for two guys that came from two different places we have a lot in common about how we view the world it's it's kind of interesting you know we like the same movies um you know we we we, jokes we laugh at the same jokes man it's it's been it's 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 awesome that that exists um and, and 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 you know, and I'm I feel very fortunate and blessed to have friends like that and like you, man. But what people don't know is that, and this is little on my opening and my my just introduction of you, man, it's just that you you it's kind of funny. This guy, Rick Gillis, he sold Coca-Cola, right? He that's sold me. milk. That's he that's sold me. milk. What did you sell before Coca-Cola? uh, Pepsi Cola. Uh, Pepsi. So he's, he's one of maybe five people who've worked at Pepsi and Coke, you know, cause that's just a huge, huge battle in the, in the consuming industry. And, um, so he, he, he started out at Pepsi, went to Coke, went to milk. I did. Yeah.
1: I'm in the dairy
0: business. Yeah. You were in the dairy business. And then you, you ended up, man, uh, uh, selling adult beverages—I mean, some of the finest wine and spirits in the world—across the Western U.S. at a at a major uh, distributor in a very interesting environment. I remember when you got into that, and we were having early conversations, man. And you were telling, "Man, this is different. This is this is
1: different." The beverage alcohol industry—I what's it called—a lifestyle. Yeah, uh, it was. I I I look back on. Very fond memories of my time in that space.
0: Yeah, when you say lifestyle, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, it, that the day never ends when you're in the beverage <laughs> alcohol industry, right? I mean, it's consumed uh, all day parts, I guess. Seven yeah. Days, 7.24, but, you know, when you're in the, the distributor side of the business, you know, you've got a lot of constituents to serve. Yeah. Lots of suppliers. Uh, it's a monthly uh, kind of churn numbers need to be hit Uh, right a lot of obviously a lot of great colleagues to support you know uh ownership that cares deeply about the business and the legacy so uh it was uh it was a fun fun time for me for sure
0: no it was you you spent a minute there you did you did a nice job spent a minute there and and got indoctrinated there um now before all of this went down you had to come from somewhere so now, I know you went to the California system. You you went to uh, Riverside.
1: Yes. I was
0: yeah. Riverside.
1: University of California at Riverside graduate.
0: Yes, you are. There you go. So now, did you grow up out there or somewhere else?
1: No, I mean, I had an interesting childhood. And this mm-hmm. is probably the most boring part of our discussion, because I don't like <laughs> necessarily talking about me. But, you know, but I, I do believe. It's all, all about people. you, Rick. This we're is all about you, we're all shaped by our, our experiences growing up, you know, lot lots of influences. But for me, I feel like I was fortunate to grow up in the, uh, the United States Air Force. My father proudly served our country for 23 years. So my entire uh, childhood was spent, you know, moving and roaming from base to base. I spent, you know, most of my childhood actually in Europe. Yeah, but yeah I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll turn 60 here in, uh, in less than two months. But I was, I was born in England, uh, just yeah. outside of the military base that my father was stationed at. In fact, my brother and I were both born in England. Yeah. And then we basically, you know, as you do in the military, and I don't know why they called us brats, we were, it was far from that, but, but anyway, we went on a tour from England to Ohio, back to England, then to New Jersey, then to New Mexico, then to Germany. And then my father's last base was in Southern California, at March Air Force Base. So I had a couple years of high school left okay high school in 79 and then went straight down the street to uh to ucr and finished in 1983 but my journey in the soft drink industry started you know as a part-timer at pepsi cola bottling group okay so uh, you know i i've started uh you know as i did most of my jobs at the very bottom but i uh i think i cut my teeth in a really good place at pepsi uh you know driving trucks you know doing merchandising work uh working in the warehouse, forklift certified. That still serves me well today in the business I'm in now. Yeah. But, you know, I end up spending close to nine years with Pepsi Bottling Group. And then, uh, and that, this might have been when you and I crossed paths, because I got recruited out of Pepsi to go to Hubline. Yeah. And I spent uh, about a year there. Uh, right. And, uh, and that wasn't the, one of the most enjoyable stops in my career, but it was... Uh, Wait a minute. Time. So
0: I was at Hubline, as you know.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, that's where we. That, that's exactly right. Now, so where, where, where in Hublion did you enter? Where, where, what was your deal?
1: I was in the John G. Martin division. So I was, I was the, too. The, the Smirnoff. Uh, so it was basically the vodka, Christian Brothers brandy. Yeah. Uh, But I was an area manager and I was working in the chain environment and category management. Was
0: that was uh, that was that in Rick, was that in the uh, in Southern Cal? It was it was in Orange. It was in Orange. Correct. And you worked as an area manager. Correct. And then I had what year was that?
1: Goodness, I think that was nineteen ninety one. That was a long time ago. You,
0: you, you know what? That's crazy. Cause at that same time, uh, I, I came back in ninety three. Okay, I came back to California in ninety three. I went to the East Coast, and I came back in ninety three. And I was a division vice president. And I had, I had an area manager's in the merchandising arena part of my group was was that and i had those guys reporting into me and uh and then you had uh what did you have so you had did you have klein down there
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely no it was uh it that's was, uh, crazy it was interesting because then yeah forward some 25 years yeah, I ended up crossing paths with some of these folks that I worked with uh, back in in that very short experience at Huebline. But then I then I jumped into the coupon industry and worked uh, a little over a year for Catalina Marketing. Okay, so I, I was a key account guy handling all the any CPG co- company that was based in the Southwest. So I spent okay. a lot of time at the Dial Soap Company in Phoenix and
0: mm-hmm. worked with a
1: number of different companies on selling them the you know the the more expensive coupons, because you know the system sat on the scanning loop, so you could yeah. find your your consumer through a UPC code. But that, and then I got recruited to go join uh, Coca-Cola Enterprises, and that's when uh, my wife and I had been married about a year. Of course, we'll hit twenty-nine years. Uh, Congratulations, year. Thank you. That's
0: that's not an easy feat.
1: No, no. And then <laughs> uh, we ended up moving to the Bay Area, so uh, I ended up uh, being an area manager for for Coke. Uh, covering the South Bay. And it was only a few years later, I got promoted to be the division GM for that that division. It was about a $500 million business. And I mm-hmm. stayed in the barrier for about eight years and then got uh, transferred to Texas to run a, a larger part of the country. So I ended up spending another eight years with Coke in the state of Texas. I ultimately ran a business unit. Uh, there was a big consolidation that happened. That was a Great experience for me working on a design team with McKinsey to kind of reshape the, uh, the go-to-market structure for a very large distributor that was about 37 billion in wow. uh, revenue. But I ended up uh, running one of the uh, six business units and uh, called the Southwest uh, BU. So uh, that, that was the last call Call it two, three years of my career at CCE. And then, and then uh, it was interesting because an ex-Pepsi guy uh, was running the largest business unit at Dean Foods and and he recruited me to come join the dairy industry and I did yeah. that at the beginning of 2009 and that ultimately led to a relocation to Charlotte North Carolina uh, yeah. and I ran the southeast so I had 10 states for Dean Foods about goodness 18 dairy processing plants four ice cream plants so I learned a lot about the dairy industry that that was about a three-year experience Dean fell on hard times in fact i probably a little over a year ago, they ended up uh, filing uh, bankruptcy. But right. uh, But beyond that, I ended up, you know, m- moving to a French uh, dairy company, commuting up saw the yeah. for a yeah. couple of years and <laughs> oversaw the the retail dairy business for Lactalis, uh, which was a really fun experience working for uh, an entirely different culture, uh, a French owned company. I spent a lot of time in Europe in Italy and France uh it was it was fascinating and and then at, you know a couple of years doing that i ended up getting uh, recruited by young's market company and that that's what ultimately brought me back to the west coast and that was at the beginning of 2014 so yeah that, five years i was in the bev out space and then you, uh, you were you you and then all of a sudden now i'm in the cannabis industry exactly thought if you'd asked me 20 years ago would i be selling cannabis drinks i Probably would have said no way in hell, but I tell
0: you you what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. And then on on the other side of this break, uh, Rick, we're going to talk about the, the, the movement from adult beverage to cannabis in that journey, because you, you had no clue you'd be doing this. And I know that for, for a fact, Hey, I'm Vern Davis and I'm your host of plant profits and plant profits is, is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. My guest today is Rick Gillis. He's president of the Tinley Beverage Company. And we'll see you guys on the other side. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Sugis now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Sugis, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots.
1: (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not
0: that kind of pot.
1: 2000- Garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on cannabisradio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Prodis Global People Solutions. My guest today is Rick Gillis, the president of the Tinley Beverage Company. He's sitting in his wonderful facility, wonderful facility in Long Beach, California. So tell us the vision behind that and let's connect the dots to all these wonderful relationships that you're linking to that facility.
1: Well, that's a uh, that's a loaded question there Ver <laughs> davis but i think it's important to to set the stage and, and it really comes to this very simple fundamental proposition i mean when you say the word cannabis or marijuana people don't think of drinking it uh, and that's really from a very scientific challenge that fortunately has been now solved is the fact that thc the molecule and, mm-hmm. and any cannabinoid is not water soluble. So as you think about, you know, the beverage opportunity, you know, drinks have been tried in the past. They they didn't really get much credibility because, you know, it's like salad dressing, oil and water don't mix. So you know, a drink that, you know, said shake well before serving didn't get a lot of a lot of takers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it didn't taste it. good. Yeah. by the way, it didn't yeah. taste good. yeah, I, I you know and I, I didn't try many of them, but the ones that I have uh, you know before technology came to the industry they they, they, they didn't taste very good. and oh. you know a beverage needs to taste good. If uh, anybody's <laughs> gonna go buy it. enjoy the experience but, exactly so you know as you think about the barriers for cannabis infused beverages one frankly has been science and thanks to nanotechnology which is simply the manipulation of a a molecule or an atom Mm -hmm. uh has allowed for beverages to be you know water soluble bioavailable and that matters because you know just like alcohol you know when you drink something it's a you know it's a quick stop through the liver into the bloodstream and then, of course, it makes its way up through the, uh, the brain barrier, hits the receptors, no different than alcohol. You actually mm-hmm. start feeling something in, a, in our drinks. It's about five minutes. But, you know, to be in a full onset of a nice euphoric sativa high takes about 15 to 20 minutes. And it lasts about an hour and a half and has a nice gradual offset. So that is a massive gateway that now has opened up for a category that frankly can really fuel growth for the, the greater industry.
0: Absolutely.
1: So that's really the one barrier that has been solved thanks to nanotechnology. A lot of very sharp PhDs have come into the space and have figured out ways to take, you know, the, of course the flower, the bud goes through a combustible volatile extraction process, turning that flower into a crude oil. And then the crude basically turns into a distillate And in our case, we we like to use a distillate with a 90% THC purity. We don't put CBD in our formulas because in some ways CBD can slow down the absorption of THC and we don't Mm -hmm. want our drinks acting, you know, like an edible that take close to an hour before you actually feel an onset.
0: But I think that's a key, key fact right there. Has
1: has been uh, uh, solved and, you know, the technology continues to evolve. I think we're heading fast towards, you know strain specific beverages that are shaping very specific experiences for consumers but you know bottom line technology just like in many industries ha- has made you know beverages uh possible in a very high quality sustainable way uh driving a new experience for consumers that enjoy cannabis i mean second barrier was really the infrastructure to make the drinks. Um, right. And what you see behind me is is a clear investment. Uh, I'm, I'm in a 20,000 square foot facility. We opened this actually uh, uh, fully operational uh, last summer. And uh, this has been a feat in and of itself to bring this to life, but we're fully licensed. We can make all kinds of cannabis infused beverages. You're looking behind me at a state-of-the-art bottling, bottling line that was you know, it's all Italian built, it's purpose built for contract manufacturing. That line can produce basically anything from a a 200 milliliter bottle to a two liter bottle in glass or high density plastic. I mean, it just requires change parts, star wheels and fill tubes, but we can produce about 12 million bottles a year on the line behind me. You know, where I'm sitting right now Mm -hmm. in, uh, in less than two weeks, we will have a can line installed because uh, I've got tremendous demand uh, for cannabis-infused beverages in a can format. Uh, to the rear of the facility, we're going to install a mini line, where I've literally got at least six clients that uh, are wanting to be, you know, putting cannabis drinks into little two-ounce shot sizes, like Five Hour Energy drinks.
0: Yeah. No, I, I can imagine. So, 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 Rick, your goal there with that facility, you know, equipping it out like you are, is to be this hub of uh, manufacturing beverages for the cannabis industry. Indeed. So, it's you're doing your own brands, and you're doing, you know, come all.
1: Per right. I, I'm yeah. probably under NDAs with uh, close to forty clients. Uh, right. And we'll be contract manufacturing here in in the next few weeks. Uh, uh, that, man,
0: I tell you what, that is that is great. Nobody that I know is doing that anywhere, and I think that is is absolutely amazing. But you also have gotten this business and gotten your products and talk about Beckett because Beckett has brought you some interesting relationship here.
1: Yeah, so that now that's a very kind of interesting idea that that happened a little over a year ago, uh, and it came out of a you know, an unintended consequence because, you know, in California, this is a, a a benefit that beverages have. We're allowed to actually sample our products in dispensaries uh, as long as we don't uh, put THC in them. Right. So basically you're drinking a non-alcoholic, non-infused margarita, Moscow Mule, you know, gin and tonic. And as uh, a consumer,
0: I get an idea of what it would taste without I mean, I the actually, THC and the THC yeah. we're telling folks is not gonna really affect so you're tasting the drink without the effect.
1: Exactly. And right. and, we, and you know, thanks to the nanotechnology, the one that does have a microdose of THC in it doesn't taste any different. Right. So people are actually getting a chance to taste a, a beverage. And our whole lineup was super proud that it's all vegan, gluten-free, all natural and artificial coloring, kosher, and super low in calorie and sugar. Uh, and everybody was asking for... The non-alcoholic, non-infused drinks. Asking me where they could buy those. I said, well, you, we don't sell them. You, you go buy the one with cannabis. And, <laughs> and so, I, I literally for six, eight months, I was, you know, little did I know I was doing my own proof of concept. Yeah. And then that basically opened a gateway into the mainstream market. Fast forward, we launched our same formulas, our same eight SKUs. Yeah. Uh, into mainstream America because i can sell it anywhere because it's a non-alcoholic non-cannabis product right. using our same formulas and basically now we're tapping into a, a trend that's commonly referred to as sober curious consumers you know, yes we kind sober of the curious. Out, they,
0: they want the taste of a margarita but they don't want any of the effects of anything
1: exactly right
0: so sober so. curious now one of the most infamous sober curious individuals is is todd chrisley
1: Oh, indeed. So So tell uh, me about that. (laughs) So we announced, uh, gosh, it's it's a a week and a day ago. So last week on Tuesday, we announced this amazing partnership with uh, a very famous, you know, reality show TV star, him and his family. Right. uh, Todd Chrisley. And uh, and it's through, you know, network and relationships. I don't know how this you know, this is a crazy opportunity, but. Todd has been looking for two years to launch a beverage in the con in the you know within the content of his show
0: uh-huh.
1: to propagate uh, people not drinking alcohol but trying something different, uh, and I think a lot of this came out of the experience with his children that were basically out drinking with their friends at tailgate parties and whatnot uh and they came home and said dad we had some alcohol and of course he went through the roof and said that's not what we do in our family anyway yeah but the the bottom line is a lot of kids you know feel compelled to peer pressure to go ahead and drink even though they don't want to but they don't want to be you know the odd one out so basically when he learned about the beckett's product he wanted in so we ended up announcing this great partnership and and so he's got you know millions of followers so we're gonna
0: see yeah i mean between the family they must have 100 million followers on social media platforms
1: you know they they have oh goodness i think it's around 16 million you know social media followers between facebook instagram uh and twitter but you know his his television show you know growing up chris lee and chris yeah yes I think last year alone they had well over 200 million views on the shows alone. There's it's streamed everywhere. Oh, uh, it anyway, is! I love it. My show. family loves
0: that show, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 no. And so I'm going to see this. Now, when when is it? When will when will we be able to actually see it
1: on the show? Well, you know, he now has four television shows. He started shooting. They've been shooting growing up, Chrisley. They're beginning to shoot. Chrisley knows best here at the beginning of February but the first uh, shows that will air with Beckett's inside of the content of the show will happen in uh, April and May. Okay. Uh, but they'll be shooting 26 episodes. He's got a lot of great and fun ideas. Uh, he's well networked in the country and Western music business with a lot of stars that are also gonna be part of his schemes. But- That is it's great. Fun. I think it creates a great, kind of overarching umbrella for the brand. But, you know, as you think about it, we're we're providing. If there's a mission for the company, it's to provide, you know, healthier and fun alternatives uh, to consumers uh, that really don't want to take a chance on on a beverage alcohol drink. So we're providing these. Look at what Heineken's doing, right? We providing a huge gateway into the legitimacy of a non-alcoholic uh, beverage experience that tastes just like, you know, alcohol counterparts. There's a lot happening in this no low category, no and low alcohol alternatives. Uh, you know, it's $18 billion now globally. Wow. Growing at a Everybody's getting level. in it. And uh, and so we're, we're excited to participate in that. Uh, and I, I like to, you know, say we're bridging between two really powerful consumer trends, be it sober curious and canna curious. Yeah. Uh, our cannabis beverages, those will take probably a longer time to really make their way to a national platform. As you know, there's, what, after November 3rd on the election day, uh, four more states jumped in. So you've got now 15 that are adult rec legal. Yeah. Got, what, 35 that are medicinal uh, legal across the U.S. You know, this new administration, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot happening there. I I, I think you're going to see. Uh,
0: new, York's, your, new York's talking about going as soon as possible now.
1: Yeah. You yep, know, yep. so, so you,
0: okay. no, you're. You're, you're absolutely correct. I tell you what, Rick, this has been great. I mean, it's it's um, had an amazing time visiting with you, and and uh, you guys have an amazing story at Tinley. So uh, tell people how they can take a peek at Tinley, or is there anything on social media you want to mention or anything? Well, I mean, um,
1: we've got uh, just go to drinktinley.com, go to drinkbeckets.com. There you and- go. A lot of stuff on our website where you can see videos, you can learn more about the company. But, you know, three powerful legs to the business model. Obviously, our own beverages we're excited about. You know, we will stay in this narrow lane of alcohol inspired beverages. We'll continue to expand our own portfolio. But, you know, the real big unlock is the fact that we're going to play a huge role in, in building the category through this high yeah. quality the cannabis
0: drink category is coming through long beach california that's the mission
1: oh big time this yeah. is the destination for contract manufacturing we're going to do it with a an absolutely unrelenting unwavering commitment to quality we want people to enjoy our beverages and everything else we produce here in a super high quality way uh, and win that trust with consumers and that they get to see what it's like to enjoy a cannabis infused beverage high versus a smokeable or an edible, but we're excited about what we're doing. We're going to help build this category, which as you look at Canada now with all the beverage manufacturing infrastructure there, thanks to the country being adult rec legal uh, cannabis drinks are now getting very close to 10% of the, uh, of the whole industry. You know, in California we're hovering at around 3% right now, but as I, look to the future in probably the next two three years you know cannabis infused beverages in this sixth largest economy in the world I mean if, if we're at 10% percent you are talking about a 500 million dollar beverage business and you know we intend to be manufacturing a good bit of that so that, that is well, and then who knows what happens with Beckett's I think we've got a nice bridge and there's uh you know it's got some cool can of cachet to the to the brand if you look at the uh, the labeling but yeah, you know, we're excited about that and we think we're on to something. But you, you know, are at the end of the day, I've I've never had more fun uh building something from the ground up. And you know, come see me one of these days here at Log Beach. I'll give you that I, well, oh, you know I'm
0: coming. As soon as we get through this COVID thing, I'll I'll be out there. <laughs> sure. And uh I I can't wait to take the tour with you. And we're gonna make that the last word. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, here today. Binge through all our episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or find us in all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon. We are there um, at uh, Plant Profits. And Plant Profits, obviously, is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. And you can also follow my company, Protus Global, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and learn more about how we are building companies and how we're changing people's lives at protisglobal.com. That's P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, I want to thank my friend Rick Gillis for being here with me today and all of you guys uh, be safe and well. Cheers.